Okay, always college football. Saturday roundup, I guess Sunday roundup. We're doing it here this morning. Just a couple quick takeaways. We're going to do this every single week. Just things that we observed yesterday, some of the biggest things that we witnessed, and then we'll clean it up a little bit more on the Monday edition of Always College Football. But just immediate takeaways. We'll start with Texas. How can you start anywhere else? Uh, just an amazing, just an amazing performance. I mean, they were so, so, so good throwing the ball down the field. I thought Quinn Ewers did a really nice job. The receivers, my goodness. There were a couple throws where Quinn Ewers was able to lead them upfield, and they were able to adjust on the fly. That receiver group is as advertised, man. That group is really special. I mean, really, really special. I think when you look at just the whole game, I was really impressed with Texas in almost every phase. I mean, they had excellent receiver play. I thought for the most part, they did a really good job in protection. Outside of being able, uh, you'd love in a perfect world, maybe to create a little bit more in the run game. But Alabama is going to be stout against the run. That's who they are by their nature. Um, so really, and then defensively, more on that in just a second, it, it was just a really well-rounded performance. And I, I just wasn't shocked. We, we've talked all offseason about Texas and their personnel. And people said, well, I got to see it to believe it. And that is a fair rebuttal. We've gone down this rabbit hole with Texas before, and some people refuse to get on board, and I get that. That's fine. But now when you actually see them measured up to a team that has really, really good talent, and maybe Alabama's talent's not what it's been back in, say, 2017 or 2016 or even 2020, but still a very talented Alabama team, Texas had better players. They had better wide receivers. They had better quarterback play. They had you know, probably close at running back. Uh, I think the offensive line played every bit as good as Alabama's, if not better in, in some cases. It, it really, I think, personnel-wise, Alabama had always had a really big gap. And Texas, we probably put the cart before the horse with Texas on several different occasions. Y'all, Texas is real. Not only are they a college football playoff contender, this is a legitimate national championship contender. I mean, they have those type of dudes. Now, part of winning a national championship is not getting got by teams that shouldn't get you. And I think that's going to be the next step in the next phase of the evolution because we saw Texas at their best yesterday. If they get got against, say, a Kansas State, if they get got, say, against Texas Tech, if they lose to a Kansas, which we've seen in the past, that's where it becomes really problematic. But at their best, this team can go with anybody. And it was not a huge surprise to me to see them perform well last night. I thought Sark's plan was great, too. Get the ball out of Ewer's hands fast. Had some nice protection stuff. Had some misdirection stuff. And then when they took their shots, they found really favorable matchups. Just an excellent plan all the way around and really well executed. As far as Alabama's concerned, back to the drawing board. Quarterback play. Talked all offseason about Jalen Milrow. Does he see the field? Are turnovers going to be potentially a problem? They were obviously last night, but it wasn't just Jalen Miller. A lot of people will put it on his shoulders. I didn't think they adequately controlled the line of scrimmage offensively, which is a testament to Texas's defensive front. I didn't think the receivers created great separation. I didn't think the plan was great. And I also think at this point, if they're not capable of really running the football and they get behind the sticks and they have penalties, by the way, that put them even more behind the sticks and off schedule, there's not a team right now that can just churn and burn on a third and 12. That's really not who they are. They need to stay on schedule. And to be honest with you, Texas has better personnel right now than what I saw from Alabama. 
They do. I mean, I, people will push back on that. I know what the star ratings from all the recruiting services will tell you. I think Texas's personnel is better than Alabama's right now at several different positions. Maybe not necessarily all the way across the board on defense, but man, they got a lot of really good players. So I think Bama can still win a lot of games this year. I think they'll still be fine. They got to clean up the penalties. They got to clean up the turnovers and they can't give up explosive plays. Explosive plays are going to be a backbreaker against Alabama. Texas was able to create them. That's going to be the backbreaker for Alabama though. If they continue to give up throws downfield, that will be a problem because there's a lot of teams that they'll face on their schedule that can do just that. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The SEC in general, by the way, the SEC in general is not off to a great start, I might add. And I know Texas is joining the SEC and, you know, some people, whatever. But A&M loses to Miami and everyone's talked all off season, self-included about AM's offense, AM's offense, AM's offense. Well, AM's defense and special teams unit against Miami, not great, not great at all, actually beyond subpar. So we'll talk about that game a little bit more tomorrow, but just the SEC in general right now, the SEC is always at least maybe in the court of public opinion and the perception of the league. They've always fared really well in big games, whether it be the playoff, the national championship game, big-time non-conference games early in the season. The SEC traditionally has fared really well in those situations, and that has not been the case here these first two weeks of the season. Alabama loses to Texas. That's good on good. That's top of the Big 12 against two or three, maybe one, depending on where you have them coming into the season with Alabama. Top two, three, in the SEC, Big 12 beats SEC. You think about the ACC, North Carolina beats South Carolina. You think about Miami, they beat Texas A&M. You think about Florida State, team that number one in the ACC, LSU, two or three in the SEC, Florida State puts it on, LSU. Right now, the ACC and the Pac-12 have showcased multiple different examples in which their best team can definitely handle the SEC. Sometimes it's matchup driven, right? 
I mean, Florida's probably the ninth best team in the SEC. Utah might be two, three, four in the Pac-12. So they should win the game. But winning the game the way they did, that's not a good look for the league. So the SEC off to a bit of a slow start. We'll find out about Georgia. We'll find out about Tennessee. We'll find out about other teams moving forward. But it has not been a great first two weeks for the Southeastern Conference. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The next biggest story in college football right now, it's Deion Sanders and it's Colorado. Colorado, now they were up against us. We called the NC State Notre Dame game and I got to watch about an hour and 45 minutes of the Colorado game during the weather break, which was exactly one hour and 45 minutes long. So first thing I did, turned on the Colorado game. And, and at that point, it was 0-0 and I was thoroughly impressed Thoroughly impressed with Shador Sanders' accuracy. He is very accurate, man. I mean, he, he'll throw the ball in tight windows. He anticipates guys getting open. He knows when he sees a one-on-one with Travis Hunter down the sideline. Hey, man, one-on-one with the defender with his back to him. I'm going to throw it and give my guy a chance. He's just a really good player. I mean, really, really, really impressive. I thought he looked really good yesterday. Um I look at their weapons. They continue to be super dynamic on the perimeter. I thought there would be a chance that Nebraska could maybe condense the pocket and make things a little difficult for Shador. And that was their plan. They tried to do it. And there were a few different occasions in which they almost got home. But Shador Sanders, not a, not a runner, but a guy that is crafty enough to be able to extend, a guy that's crafty enough to understand, hey, if the pocket is starting to condense around me, I got to get rid of the football. He's an excellent player, man. And for a guy that I watched him, he was obviously excellent at Jackson State. But I'm thoroughly impressed with how accurate he is and how in control he is of this offense. And Xavier Weaver, because we've talked so much about Jimmy Horn. We've talked so much about Travis Hunter. And we spent a lot of time talking about Dylan Edwards to the point where Xavier Weaver was a little bit of an afterthought. He's a dude, man. I mean, they have legitimately three number one wide receivers on their team. Guys that would be number one wide receivers at a bunch of different schools. They have three of them. And they have a guy in Dylan Edwards who is still a real problem anytime you get the ball in his hands. He's a little bit of a liability in pass protection, which we saw a couple times this past Saturday. But he is excellent. And Colorado, I think they're in great shape, obviously, to take care of business next week. And then you look at Colorado's schedule, man. You're starting to circle some of these matchups at Oregon here two weeks from now. SC the week after that. 
This is going to be one heck of a fun story to follow all season long. So I can't wait to see what happens. Thoroughly impressed. It was a tremendous response after what was a little bit of a sluggish start offensively for the Colorado Buffaloes. And then the final takeaway, I guess, before we get into we're getting into a whole host of games, by the way, here in on Monday's show. So if we didn't get to your game, this is just our flowing sub flowing consciousness. And I'm by the way, I'm barely conscious. Like I was up till two and then got on a flight at five because I wanted to watch Auburn Cal. <laughs> so not all my wits are put together right now. So I'm maybe just stumbling through it and I probably I'm just completely incoherent, but we're going to get through it. Uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame to me yesterday, having called the game and seeing them in person, I still have some questions about overall team speed. And, and that's okay because I think they acknowledge that. I think they recognize that. But this team is extremely well coached. Extremely well coached. Um, Marcus Freeman is really, I don't want to say he's growing up before our eyes, but he is doing the little things as a head coach that feel wise beyond his years, calling timeouts at the end of the half so that they can potentially steal some points, which was a huge, huge momentum play in the game. Calling timeouts before the half, give the ball back to Sam Hartman. They hit a big play right down the right sideline. And the next thing you know, next play, touchdown. I mean, that, that's Marcus Freeman just gave their offense an extra seven points. And that was him to be aggressive and to keep the pedal down and to understand and trust his guys enough to do it. Defensively, thoroughly impressed with what I've seen so far in coverage through the first two games. Wasn't sure. Hey, Navy and Tennessee State, all due respect, those are not weapons and wide receivers that are going to concern me. I think their secondary is sneaking up to the point in which they might be elite. Might be. I don't know if they are yet. We'll find out for real against Ohio State a couple weeks from now. But that secondary feels like they can match up with most wide receiver course. And if they can match up with Ohio State, that would definitely give you a check in the elite box. That's for sure. I think the pass rush was pretty good yesterday. They really kept... They really kept Brennan Armstrong contained. They couldn't really get a whole lot going. And then I think, too, the pass catchers. We kind of mentioned him the last couple of weeks. Holden Stays is going to be a problem. He ended up having a big day yesterday. Had a good catch and run. In the absence of, obviously, a super elite tight end from a year ago, they're probably not going to be able to replace him as a well-rounded player. But... You can replace his receiving ability with Holden Stays. You can replace his end-of-the-line willingness with Mitchell Evans. And then when Raridan gets back in a couple weeks at some point, now you have the guy that's 6'7 and can fly. So it, I think the tight end position's in great shape. I think the receivers are in good shape. And I think Sam Hartman is playing. I mean, he's in, he's in graduate classes as far as quarterback play is concerned right now. He is so accurate. He is so confident. He weathered the storm and took some hits yesterday, and he was completely unfazed. So I think Notre Dame is definitely a team that can play with Ohio State. We'll find out in a couple weeks. Uh, I think they're a team that could definitely make the college football playoff, and I'm just thoroughly impressed with what I saw from the Irish. So if we didn't get to your game, if we didn't get to your team, we'll get there. Check us out, Monday edition of Always College Football. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. 
At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 